0: to the Dad Chronicle. I'm your host. I'm Alex Albisu. This is episode nine. Holy cow. Officially episode nine, I guess. Um, you know, this episode is going to be sort of the start to a general series of of this podcast where I will be inviting fathers onto this show and we're going to talk about some of our experiences of fatherhood. We're going to talk about the uh, the way fatherhood has impacted us. Um, on on both sides of the fence how our fathers have impacted us how we um, feel as fathers to our children and also some of the funny stuff our kids do uh, all while sipping on a nice beer if you guys are familiar with my other podcast project the geek 30 happy hour um, beer is a big part of what i love and uh, there will be no shortage of that so um without further ado let me introduce you to a, a familiar face if you're from the geek 30 world this is jamie hey how's it going so jamie is uh the voice of geek 30 if you will (laughs) he's he's the one when you hear all the little segment breakdowns and stuff uh he is the voice going geek 30 news and uh it's beer time and all that stuff
1: i'm not arnold no no. i'm not Not arnold not that one not that one no you're right the other
0: ones um you know jamie uh is the very first guest on this show. And for, for very good reasons, you're a very good friend of mine. Um, you guys are like family. And uh, I am the godfather to your daughter, yep. Ellie. And uh, so, you know, I why don't you give folks a quick rundown of who you are who may not be familiar with you?
1: Yeah, sure. So uh, I'm a computer engineer by trade. Uh, I've been a musician for basically my entire life. Uh, I've known Alex for God, what, like a guy, but like over a decade. It's been over 10 years, it's been I think. A long time. Yeah. Uh, I've got two kids, Ellie and Avery. They're six and three mm-hmm. married. My wonderful wife, Melissa, is upstairs right now, keeping the children from killing each other. Yep. It's an important responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is, that's kind of important. Yeah. They're up there hanging out with the dogs right now. We brought mm-hmm. Bailey and
0: Finn upstairs. Um, we, Deanna and I have two rescue dogs, if you guys don't know this. And. Um, Ellie and Avery are loving it right now.
1: <laughs> They're both very excited to see each other. Oh yes, basically.
0: oh yes, <laughs> on both sides of the fence there. Um, so yeah, you have you have two daughters. Um, mm-hmm.
1: Again, how old are they? Six and three. Six and three. God, that's crazy to me. Vin. Yeah, I know. Six years old. It's kind of been well. She's about to finish kindergarten. That's which weird, is like man. blowing my mind. Like we're already through an entire year of public school. Next I don't thing you know, it's, Yeah,
0: it's going to be like college.
1: Well, it's it's getting bad because now sometimes like I see her doing stuff and I. I can almost see what she's going to be like when she's like 15, uh-huh. and I'm like mortally terrified because she's going to be such a typical teenager, like oh, really? just full of sass and vinegar, and I'm just like, oh, I mean, she's, here it comes. <laughs> she already is. <laughs> oh, I know. That's what's great about it. She, That's what's she's, really great about it. She's older, she's older than she is, mm-hmm. basically.
0: Well, you know, you got two awesome kids. You guys are an awesome family, so thanks for, well, so thanks, much man. for- uh, you guys brought over dinner tonight. that's yeah. very kind as as uh, you guys are probably familiar with uh, Deanna and I recently had a child. hence the um, inspiration for this podcast. You can always go to the and kind of listen to the backlog of other episodes that we've had. Um, it was actually the this podcast started out just as a simple project to tell the story of um you know the the pregnancy. And then after that, it you know, I've gotten a lot of really good feedback about the show and people, you know, wanted to hear more. And I figured this is a good opportunity to allow fathers to have a voice um, to kind of share their experience about fatherhood. Um, so here we are. I like that. Now, um, Aria is upstairs. Aria is turning three weeks old on Tuesday. That's crazy. Little, so, you know, you were upstairs uh, holding Aria as I was trying to put together a bottle for her and some other stuff. Um,
1: How did it feel kind of shifting back there, like, six years, you know what I mean? The muscle memory just comes right back. Yeah, right? I spent so many days and nights, like, just doing that whole, anybody who's got kids will know this, the the bob and sway, where you kind of bounce while you sway from leg to leg to try to get them to calm down. Yeah. It's completely ingrained now. Nice. So you hand me a baby, I just start bobbing and swaying, and, like, bouncing up and down, and doing the little cooing things to get them to calm down. Yeah. Yeah, you man, You're I a natural. Love
0: I loved it. I loved I loved watching it. It was so funny. It was it's Uh. it's very reminiscent of when Ellie was born. And, you know, I feel I feel like I'm in your all shoes <laughs> where you guys were about six years ago. Yeah, man, she's been Ari has been a uh, great last night. You know, something uh, to share with you guys, the audience last night, she slept from 10 p.m. until 4 a.m. And now while you're thinking, wow, 4 a.m. is like, that's really early. It's like, no, you know what, guys?
1: No, at three weeks, that's amazing. At three weeks, that's incredible, right? Yeah.
0: Like, like you, normally, they're up every two hours, every three hours. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that she slept all the way up until that point, Deanna got up. She was like, Alex, Alex, is she okay? And, I'm like, and I am had to get up. <laughs> and I was like,
1: are you breathing? Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, no. Yeah, Deanna, she's breathing. Like, just
1: kind of. <laughs> you do the sneak into the room and, like, looking, try not to move. Right. The floor. Yeah. Like, oh, God. <laughs>
0: It's like, I don't want to disrupt this. And then, of course, shortly after, she gets up and she starts
1: crying because she's like, crap, I've been to sleep so long. <laughs> Need all the food. Well, hopefully you end up like we did. We got so lucky. Both of our kids slept through the night at six weeks where six they would weeks, go to yeah. sleep at bedtime and stay asleep until like six or seven a.m. You could do that. So that that wasn't so bad. I mean, they get like seven or eight hours at a time. I love it. And that was six weeks. Apparently, we got really lucky because my mom told me that I didn't sleep through the night until I was two. Oh my god! Yeah, I've so heard a lot I would of that. go insane. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I've heard a lot of that. Um, who was it? I was talking to somebody else. They were like, "Yeah, my three or four year old is still like up at like two in the morning." Yep. And then wanting to like come into their bedroom, and it's like, "Yeah, you know what? You can you can come on in here, but just like sneak in and just hop in bed. Like, don't wake us up and make a scene out
1: of it." We actually we actually made a rule that the kids weren't allowed to sleep in our bed. Because we were afraid that if they started sleeping in our bed, we wouldn't be able to kick them back out of it later. <laughs> so the rule was always, you can come in and you can say hi. If you need to come in and talk to us, you can do that. But you're not getting in here and you're right. not going to sleep. You're going back to your room. So 15 years down
0: the line, she, you know, Avery's still hopping in bed with you or something. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. that
1: We did not want that happening. She already tries to do that as it is. Can you... Um
0: quickly describe the personalities of your two daughters yeah really they're, job they're
1: like totally opposite yeah they are it's amazing how different they are ellie is she's the one who's six she's a lot like melissa mm-hmm. she's melissa's my wife She's a lot like her in that she's really detail oriented. She likes to have her things the way she wants them. She likes when things go the way she expects them to go. And it's not like she's got like, you know, real big hang ups about it. It's just she wants things to go the way she wants them to go. She's very type A, likes to be in control of things. Mm -hmm. If she's playing with other kids, she usually tries to be the boss and tell all the other kids what to do. Right. Um, And she's really into science and math and all this stuff. And Avery is like a loose cannon. (laughs) Like, she she's the one who's like she'll take one of her stuffed animals and just like swing it around over her head and pretend to be a helicopter and she's smashing stuff off the counters and doesn't even care. She falls down constantly. Kids covered in bruises because she's the <laughs> clumsiest person I've ever seen in my life. She she'll just walk across the house and just fall down for no reason and then she gets up and she goes, "I'm okay." And like like it never happened. I'm like, "All right." I always imagine the song wrecking ball
0: yes coming on as we soon have she sung that at the... her many a time yeah
1: actually the one thing that happened that is a perfect encapsulation of their personalities we were at one of uh ellie's doctor's appointments i think mm-hmm. it was for her like four or five years or something okay and the doctor's giving her the little test for the age she's like hey, ellie what's six plus six and she goes uh it's 12 and like yeah. good job okay what's eight plus eight uh 16 and the doctor looks at avery and goes hey, avery what's two plus two and avery goes kitty <laughs> and i'm like yep that sounds about right yeah
0: <laughs> yeah that's that is that is right um, you always joke about how in like you say in like the next fifteen years or something, you're gonna find your Avery's gonna call you and what's gonna happen.
1: I'm always afraid that years down the road I'll get a phone call and it's gonna be something along the lines of Dad, I need you to come get me. I'm in a tree, I'm not wearing pants, don't ask questions, just pick me up.
0: <laughs> and I'm gonna
1: be like, I have so many questions. So many. <laughs> Oh, God. It's so true, though. I mean, you see them. That's that's exactly right. Yeah. And that's also why I'm glad that Ellie's room is the one that has a roof under it and not Avery's. Because when they get old enough to try to sneak out, Ellie's not going to sneak out. She's going to be oh, like, yeah. that's against the rules. I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. That's not safe. Safety first. Yep. And Avery's going to be like, get out of my way. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. look out, Ellie. I'm going out your window. here. Hold my beer. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, um, you know, people are it was funny. My dad came over and he's like, "You start seeing any personality in Aria yet?" And I'm like, "That and she's like two weeks old. It takes a little. While. It takes a little, a little longer bit. than three weeks." But but something that I that I do notice is that she has the same sort of like sass that Deanna has. <laughs> like she just doesn't really put up with shit, um, and so she'll she'll end up uh, like being asleep, and you know you're like, Aria, wake up, wake up!" And she doesn't wake up, and so I will just kind of nuzzle in you know i've got a beard and stuff so it's kind of scratchy and itchy as ellie says what did she say that one time she was like why do you have a beard and why (laughs) why why is it so are you pokey yeah why are you so pokey (laughs) that's so funny um and uh so i'll i'll kind of like dig in there and just kind of kiss her on the neck and like try try to bother her and she'll wake up and she'll just give me like the stink eye (laughs) and she and then she just kind of looks and and also she does she has a, a habit of flicking you off i don't know i don't know if that's on purpose i like to think it's on it's it's on purpose but her you'll look down and and she'll be uh sipping the milk and uh look a little bit further down at her hand and it's flicking you off and then you look you catch eye contact with her and she's giving you the snake eye all at the same time busy back off not now not now not (laughs) Not now now. so uh it's gonna be interesting we'll Mm -hmm. see what it looks like in the next
1: few months so far she seems pretty chill yeah, yeah. She's
0: very chill baby. She wasn't very chill earlier today. So while she got, you know, a solid six straight hours of sleep or whatever it was, um, she was inconsolable this afternoon. So I don't know. <laughs> it's fine, I guess. You know, we're, we're caught up on our sleep. Um, you know, I think one of the the best things about this uh, project is that it's allowed me to kind of explore what it's felt like to be a dad for um and to see what impacts that my father has had on me as a child. And then, you know, immediately translating that into um, being a father. And part of this podcast is that I want to get ideas from you, um, you know, the guest in this case, you, Jamie, I want to hear
1: what fatherhood means to you and what your experience has been. so i I kind of didn't know what I felt when i fir- when we first had kids. Like I knew that I was like all in, but mm-hmm. I didn't know exactly what, like being a a dad, quote unquote, meant uh-huh. to me. Um, and after now that you know, I've been a dad for six and a half years almost, I kind of feel like like my primary feeling about being a dad is just that, The kids always come first. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of been the biggest shift is that like, you know, for the longest time when it was just me and Melissa, it's like, okay, yeah, she's my priority. Mm -hmm. And then, and then me. And now it's like Melissa and the kids are the priority. And I fall way down that priority list now. Like I would literally do anything for my kids. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing that, that I didn't expect to be quite as intense. It's just like, you know, if my kids want me to sit in their room at night while they fall asleep no matter what else is going on, I'm gonna go sit in their room yeah. because that's what they want. And sure. like their their wants and needs mean so much to me mm-hmm. in a way that I didn't expect.
0: Yeah, that that's an interesting perspective, and
1: I can already see it's it feels very primal, doesn't it? There's yeah. almost like it's, it's like an instinctive thing that just comes out where you're like, oh, I have to take care of this baby. This baby is mine. I have to take care of them. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's weird. This uh, somebody told me, and actually, it was my it was my mom. She was like, "You're never going to believe." How much you can love something until you have a kid, and then it's it becomes very apparent what love is. And not to say that I don't love DNA; it's just a different type of love. You Absolutely. Know what I mean? Yeah. It's
1: like my a, my mom used to tell me that too. She goes, "You, like, you don't know how much I love you, and you won't know until you have kids." Right. And then I had kids, and I went, "Oh, oh I get it now. Yeah, <laughs> like, I got it, but I didn't really get it. Yes. Now I get
0: it. Yeah. So I I totally get that. You know, um, I think. One of the biggest, uh, who, one, the, the very first time I think that I experienced that was, you know, right after DNA had given birth, um, something had, had happened where the, the cord was wrapped around Aria's neck three times and, uh, the, the doctor was very quick to, to cut it and, you know, get her over to the table. But, you know, Aria came out, I mean, pale white, it mm-hmm. was scary. She wasn't making any noise. She ends up uh, getting taken over to the table. And, um, you know, that the nurses there, there's these two nurses from the NICU that are cleaning her off. And, and the reason that the NICU nurses were there was because, um, she was a few days late. So, uh, and, and frequently what happens is that, you know, they poop in the womb. So, mm-hmm. um, to make sure that they haven't inhaled any of that, uh, what's it called? Uh, colostrum, col- colostrum. Yeah, that's
1: that's an actual like legitimate concern of them like yeah. inhaling and then it gets in their lungs and can do all sorts of bad. And, and I and I know somebody who has
0: had that happen to their child, and they said it's going to affect their uh, their child's motor development and some other things. And luckily, they haven't seen any of that yet. And and you know, hope to God that that's that that's you know not an issue in the future. But you know that that was a concern. So the the NICU nurses were cleaning her up, and um, and I'm just standing there you know, staring at Aria there as they're kind of just manhandling her, cleaning her off, which is fine. That's what they do. Right. Um, you know, previously I was standing by Deanna, you know, you know, hugging her saying, you know, you did it, you did it. And then, you know, kind of looking back and forth, trying to be like, okay, do I go see the baby? Do I... And my mother-in-law who's in the room was like, you know, what? go, go see Aria. You know, it's fine. Um, I got Deanna because you know, D and I had to get some stuff stitched up after that kid came out. So uh so you know, as I'm standing there, just kind of like wide-eyed, um, you know, I feel like tears kind of welling up like, oh my god, this is what it feels like. What I didn't realize what was going on was that the nurses were talking to me. You know how in those movies you have the protagonist who may be in like some kind of a stressful situation or something and you that, hear that high pitched whine
1: and everything yeah. goes away. Yeah, yeah. So it's like yeah. a high
0: pitched whine and, and then like muffled voices and it's like woo-woo. Alex, 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 <laughs> like, like that. And I had to do like a double take. I was like, what? And they they were like, she's fine. I was like, oh, okay. And they're like, you want to hold her? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And they were like, she's nine pounds, one ounce. Holy shit. That's a, That's big, a big, baby. big baby. So, um, those were like the first moments that I like realized that, oh my God, like, I, I can't believe how much I love this thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> This child.
1: Yeah, I, I kinda had that that similar feeling when they first handed me to her, I'm like, Oh my God, it's a person. Like was it was it as impactful
0: with with uh, Avery because Avery's your second? Was it was, did you have that same sort of
1: feeling? I didn't have the same sense of the same palpable sense because with the with with Ellie it wasn't so it wasn't even like I, I almost feel bad saying this but it wasn't like like oh my god this is the most wonderful it was almost like oh my god I'm terrified they just handed me a human being yeah I'm yeah, responsible yeah. for this human being mm-hmm. and with Avery it was less of that because we'd already had a baby right like I think I was telling you earlier that. With Ellie, we asked how long we could stay at the hospital. Like, how long will you let us stay here? Uh-huh. So you can help us, and there's a nursery here, so we can get a little sleep, and the nurses can come help. Yeah. With Avery, we had her and we were like, all right, TikTok. When can we go? Can we leave yeah. now? It's a baby. Mm-hmm. We know how babies work. Can yeah. we go? Because <laughs> we just didn't want to sleep in the hospital. Yeah. Oh,
0: dude, it, it's brutal. I mean, the the hospital's great though because you have uh, the nurses there were awesome. I can't, dude. I can't tell you enough how amazing nurses are.
1: They're incredible. They do an amazing job. The only thing that Melissa didn't care for was them waking her up every three or four yes! hours to check oh, her blood.
0: Oh. <laughs> yeah, they were doing that and, and bringing the baby in to get fed and uh, and so I, I was. We were. I I was exhausted. We were both. <laughs> I'm tired. I am tired, Deanna. Can't you just? I feed this watched baby? you
1: give birth, and I'm exhausted.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen to us complaining, right? Holy cow, we have the easy part. Um. So yeah, no, I. I just can't believe how much you just end up loving this baby mm-hmm. yep and you know thinking back about my father when when i so i'm the first born i have a younger sister and you know my dad has always been uh, an influence in my life you know he's he's one of the hardest working people i know he doesn't have any sort of college degree yet he's holding an executive level position at a major company yeah that's pretty awesome yeah he's great and he's you know he's uh you know, fresh off the boat from Cuba, you know, like, I mean, he came here with nothing, built himself up, you know, and thinking about his father who did the same thing, um, his father even more so than my dad, because at least my dad had some kind of a baseline to go off of. My, my grandfather talked about how he came here with absolutely nothing except his wife, my grandmother, you know, and then their two-year-old son from Cuba. So when... When I I think about some of the things that have really impacted me, it's the work ethic and some of the ways you set yourself up as as a role model for your kids. And especially like when I see, you know, I mean, we're fathers of 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 girls. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I see the way my dad has been a father to my sister, um, it, it's been a good baseline because I feel like I now like. To me, she's like my little princess, you know what I mean? And, and even, uh, you know, when I see Deanna and her dad, Deanna is an only child um you know the the way that he treats her you know and and it, it's a good
1: thing to try to aspire to be because you see that love you yeah. know what i mean dads are kind of suckers for their daughters oh yeah as as a father of two yeah. daughters yeah yeah we're kind of suckers
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> And you have a you have an interesting situation yourself. Yeah, with, with your with your parenting situation, it's not it's not the most typical case. Would, would you feel comfortable sharing that?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm fine sharing that. It, it's unfortunately probably more typical than it ought to be. But, yes, but, agreed. Um, my mom was a single parent for a long, long time. Uh, my dad left when I was about five. My sister was three, and my mom was a single parent from then on. Right. And when when he left, she wasn't working. She didn't have a college degree. She mm-hmm. had nothing to go on so and I was old enough to kind of understand what like not completely like I do now but at the time I understood at least to some degree that like she was trying to work at a job and make as much money as she could and that it was hard to I couldn't have just anything I wanted when I was a kid we didn't have a lot of money yeah and then you know she started going to school at night she got her college degree when I was in elementary school yeah so she was doing night school and working Mm full-time and had me and my sister yeah and then she managed to also get a master's degree amazing and now she's doing really well for herself and she still lives in the house that i grew up in she's planning her retirement she's figuring out like she we were just talking the other day about how she's thinking about um buying a lake house in upstate new york wow. to spend the winters or to spend the summers and then spend really? winters in florida good for but, like that's her retirement plan and then she was like will you come visit me if i have a lake house i was like yes uh, can i just yeah can i just come live there if for the you whole summer I'm, oh geez right <laughs> So, no, your, your
0: mom's a rock star. I think that's an incredible example of of um, you know, like we talked about before, being a parent. You you feel this sense of just you, you, duty. This you have to just do this, and unfortunately, there's some people who don't. You know,
1: right? I think that's really what I what I got out of it. I I like to think that it is part of me is yeah. that I have this sense of. Well, I, that's just what we have to do.
0: Mm-hmm. Like if you if it needs no to be,
1: you you just got to do it. Like yep. the oh well, too bad. That's the way it is. Do it. it. Is. You're right. And it's I've seen it kick in in a couple really random places. Like when I was a kid and that we were in a I was in my friend's house and a tornado came through Centerville. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you were here when that happened, but it like ripped the chimney off the house. It was tearing stuff apart. Jeez. There was a hole in the side of the house, and my friend's dad was like, "I I need a hand." And I was like, "All right, let's go." Yeah, like like no why wouldn't I help like it's just what you gotta do right yeah. now yes. so you just do
0: whatever you gotta do exactly exactly there's you know and unfortunately you have people out there who who don't necessarily have that um, that drive and maybe it's an instinctual thing maybe it's just a lack of caring maybe it's just uh, laziness whatever it is um, but I, I like that you have um, you know adapted that from your mom I think that even while you don't have the presence of a quote unquote father, your mom is the father. Your mom is everything. in some
1: sense, yeah. My my mom was like the the combined parent. Yeah. that I got all of it from. And and I will say, I I give Melissa's dad some credit too. That when sure. when once we got married and we dated for a long time before that, but once I basically became part of her family. Like he's kind of been like another part of my role model Mm -hmm. of like, okay, I see how Melissa and her sister turned out. They, they're, they're great. Mm -hmm. I'd like to have more of that. Yeah. So kind of try to take some cues here and there from the way he does things and go, yeah, okay, that's, that's good. I'll combine that with what I already got. Exactly. Yeah. I I do the same thing. It's a good example of saying like, okay, that, that's a dad that I think is doing a good job. Yeah. So I'm going to pay attention.
0: So, so what do you think is the, uh, the best piece of advice that you can give to father's Out there, Uh, soon to be fathers, anything like in your in your experience, what what do you
1: feel? Maybe some words of encouragement, some wisdom. Uh, The first thing that comes to mind is something that I know that I need to continuously remind myself. And Uh. that is don't get too wrapped up. Don't get yourself all worked up about whatever's going on. Get stressed and anxiety and Mm -hmm. the kids are screaming at each other and they won't stop. Don't let yourself get drawn into that like yelling and anger and all that because it's not going to help mm-hmm. it's going to make you feel worse it's not good for them for you to be yelling and screaming i have to i have to tell myself it's not that big a deal just right. calm down everything's fine they're just being kids yep everything will be fine
0: yep yep that that's a good that that's a good piece of advice stay chill sometimes <laughs> sometimes i try to like um reason with Arya. <laughs> two-year-old?
1: That, that doesn't get better when they get older so, i try to reason with my six-year-old and she tries to negotiate her way out of things so it, it only be, oh, gets worse she,
0: yeah i've heard her do it too she's got some sass to it it's great oh yeah
1: she, things like she'll be like can i have a piece of candy i'm like no it's time to go to bed and she's like well i'll make you a deal how about i have one piece of candy and i'll have half of it now and then I'll have the other half tomorrow morning, so that I sleep in between. And I'm like, "No, there's no candy happening." <laughs> you, you're being very clever, and I appreciate that. But no.
0: I love that. You know, I when I tried to reason with Arya, one of the more recent times when I know in like the two weeks that she's been alive. Um, excuse me. She's. I, we were getting her ready for a bath. This was a couple days ago, and you know she was all. She just she had like peed on herself or something you know she's just doing what a newborn does and so uh so i put her upstairs in her room on her changing table um and undressed her um you know just kind of left the diaper on and and i walked into the to the bathroom which is just like a, across from her room it's i can like see her from where i'm i'm at it's not a big deal i turn on the water i'm kind of getting it warmed up and then all of a sudden i hear Aah! Like right like in the other room, and I'm like, oh my god, what is happening? She's freaking out. And I notice that she has grabbed onto her hair. And she's <laughs> she's tugging on her hair. And I'm like, Aria, st- stop stop. Let go. You're doing it to yourself. Yeah. Stop. And she's like, ah and and she's like tugging on her hair. And and I have to pry her fingers open. And and as soon as I as soon as I get open, she's like, ah Huh. It just, like, stops. <laughs> I'm, and I'm, I'm like, explaining to her, I'm like, you realize that you were doing this to yourself, trying to reason with her, of like... Of course,
1: at this age, all she's hearing is, won't won't. Yeah, womp, exactly. Womp, womp,
0: womp. And, you know, she had, like, tears strolling down her face. <laughs> and
1: I, was, I was like, it was because you were just pulling your hair out. Have, and you've seen her. She's got a head full of hair. She does. She has more hair than either one of my he- kids had until they were six months old. Yeah, she's
0: got a lot of hair. And it's it's uh, the result of Deanna's ER visit because of her... Her uh, heartburn. Did you know about that?
1: <laughs> yeah, I've yeah, heard okay. that heartburn means baby hair. Oh, that's... Apparently, yeah. it wasn't exactly true. Melissa had terrible heartburn with Avery. Oh, really? And she came out with some hair, and then it all fell out. Yeah. Because baby hair just all falls yeah. out. Yeah. and This hasn't fallen out. And then it just didn't grow back for like three months. We had bald babies until they were like six <laughs> months old. Seriously, when Ellie's hair finally got like past her ears, she was over a year old. Really? And we we're like, oh my gosh, she has hair. And it was amazing when it finally got old long enough to put in a ponytail. Yeah. It was like a, a life changer. I love it
0: that's funny yeah i can't wait for that it's gonna be fun
1: just be glad she can't move yet as yeah. soon as they start moving on their own it's over it's over right now you can put her down in one place and go somewhere else and you know she'll be where you put her down
0: yes no agreed enjoy it- this <laughs> well what's already scary is that she's already lifting her head up she's got a that's strong good. neck yeah and she's got big head um i mean you look at me and deanna she's got big head. <laughs> uh so i mean we'll see man this is gonna be it's gonna be crazy but uh thanks for being on the show man i hope i hope that uh you guys at home found this entertaining and valuable um you know we we want to uh pr- provide a, a fun um sort of inclusive environment for for dads to feel comfortable t- talking about stories etc so if you ever want to share any funny dad stories feel free to email the dad chronicle at gmail.com so again jamie thank you very much yeah thanks for
1: having me always good to see you guys yes
0: and you know what let's give a cheers We're drinking some lining kugel Cheers. Summer Shandy. Yep. See you guys next time.
1: If you like this show, check out more great content at incastmedianetwork.com.